One, two, three, four. Spoils of Akron. With conductor Christopher Wilkins. From the Akron Symphony Orchestra. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron Podcast. Sopa. Welcome to the Spoils of Akron Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, hello. Chris Miller. I'm here with... Liz Tyron. Liz Tyron. And we have a very special guest today. We're going to um, class it up a little bit from our usual, uh, you know, our usual seediness. Um, we I have thought the ukulele was pretty classy, <laughs> Oh, thank actually. you, sir. That was very nice. Seediness. <laughs> we have maestro Christopher Wilkins from the Akron Symphony. Uh, very, very uh, pleased to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I'm very, really happy to be with you. Excited to have you. It's a very important thing you do. It's a, a wonderful thing to have here in Akron. It's a treasure, really. So. It has been for a long time. We're, we're 64, 65 years old now, the orchestra. Wow. It's gone through lots of phases, and I think we're in a really exciting phase right now. Well, we were just recently talking about um, the Sounds of Akron event, you know, a few weeks back. You and were there, I, Chris, I, I was and really blown away mm-hmm. by that. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... I got chills actually watching the chills. performance. <laughs> it, it was... And I, I really Come appreciate... They're multiplying. Thank okay, you. thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciate the the way that y- you guys are bringing in new audiences this year. I, I would say you're, you're really engaging different people in the community than I've seen before. We're doing things in a different way for, for that reason exactly, to widen the circle and, and reach people that we haven't reached in the past. We're thinking a lot about issues of access, which isn't just being, being present in the neighborhoods and playing to underserved populations. That's obviously a very important part of it, but also just the accessibility of the art form. How do you make music more relatable and um, present it in such a way that people who aren't educated in music, don't have a background in music, um, can enjoy it? And we're also thinking about how to find ways for people to participate. So not just to come and enjoy, maybe hear a lecture about it, but to actually be involved and perform with us. So Sounds of Akron was a very innovative way to do that, where people recorded sounds that were meaningful to them, in some cases took a photograph or <clears throat> explained what that sound was in their lives and then our brilliant composer Clint Needham found a way to stitch together hundreds of sounds in this concerto for community and orchestra it was a, a unique and really fun project well you you patch together stories you know with with each of those sounds like the woman who's uh, um, the baby in utero you know the heartbeat of the baby in utero and then sounds of the baby after being born and I mean right. it's just it was just really cool how you're able to patch together different people's tales and different stories and different experiences. Right, he took a, a, an image that, w- that was spoken by somebody about Akron the way it used to be and how it's fallen on hard times and the old factories being closed and connected that to a story about AA, which you remember, I'm sure, right. that was so touching about how people too can become broken and then reborn as an analogy to Akron and then and then whoever was speaking about his experience with AA saying, and all of this started in Akron, isn't that amazing? And then Clint started with a member of our gospel choir who had recorded the singing of Amazing Grace coming out of that word amazing. And he just kept seeing these connections related to community and found a way to make them musical. It's a beautiful thing. It's the sounds of Akron, and yet it is all at once also the sounds of life. We're talking about, like you said, people going through uh, turmoil in their lives and, and coming, you know, th- 
getting through that, we're talking about the sounds of a baby in utero. So, you know, the sound of Akron is the sound of life. Yeah. And we had laughter in the hall. You know, a lot of times in classical music concerts, you know, it gets pretty serious. Sure. But this was a, a chance for people to just break out. And we had local bands that were featured and, and right, through, right. through recordings that they had sent in. Uh, now we're accompanied by the orchestra. It was very cool. Yeah, it was great. You had the steel drum bands, some yep. kids playing. Uh, Dan South. Flowers from the food bank was on the electric guitar. It was it was quite a quite an event, um, it, you know. And and I'll, I'll briefly touch on the gospel meet symphony thing because I want to talk about you know something that's happening this weekend with the orchestra. But you know, it, gospel meet symphony is yet another version of this community collaboration, and you work at, you're mixing genres of music. You guys featured these these young guys who were are incredible, you know, teenage musicians, jazz musicians who are really coming up in the music world, and and it's uh, it, it's I think that's an important way to to maintain relevancy and connecting more in the community. And it's you know, I think you guys are doing all the right things this season, and it's it shows. And it, it's been really, really impressive. So, so this weekend is Carmina Burana, right. and that's also a, a collaboration of sorts with a with dance group. Um, many with dance groups. Many dance groups. Groundworks right. Dance Theater, Dance Institute of Akron, Ballet Excel Ohio, and and tell us how this uh, idea came about. And other young dancers from Northeast Ohio. <clears throat> We've worked with David Shimatakahara, the artistic director of Groundworks, and his company before. It was two or three years ago we did a fully staged Rite of Spring, which is kind of nuts, because that's such a sophisticated, rhythmically very complicated piece. And fine, for the professional dancers uh, out of Groundworks, but we also pulled in uh, 12-year-olds who were dancing this score, some of them dancing actually for the first time. And then Ballet XL Ohio, the uh, youth ballet program here. And so we had... and, and Again, with Carmina Burana, it's really sort of a dancing tribe of um, professionals, pre-professionals, people at the university level, and kids who uh, David has figured out a way to, to pull that, all that together. And how special for them all to get to collaborate and work together when they don't normally necessarily get to do that. The, the university has a great dance program. I, I saw a couple of couple of performances lately, excuse me, and so I see that they are on here, the Dance Institute of the University of Akron, and they've been performing at the Paul Dom Theater recently and at E.J. Thomas, so that's great that they're part of it and that, that you know, very Akron dance group can be represented with all these others. Akron is a serious crossroads. It's a hotbed for dance and has been, you know, for a long time, especially since Heinz Pohl was here and Ohio Ballet. And most of the groups that we're talking about are led by people who were trained by Heinz Paul or who danced with him, as David did. And that was connected to the university. And then the university built their beautiful new dance studios. And then just a year ago, maybe not even, the Knight Foundation came in and dropped several million dollars. I think it was $5 million to establish the National Center for Choreography. And then you mentioned the Dance Institute. That's younger kids, who, but who have an interest in becoming professionals. It's a, a pre-professional training program. All of that is happening here, and um, we're incredibly privileged to have it. And it, so it makes a lot of sense for the symphony to be kind of a gathering point for all of that that's going on. Absolutely. You don't go to a dance performance without music being a huge exactly. part of it. And the symphony being a very professional, uh, strong influence and... and I mean, just they must be thrilled to be working with you guys. Well, it's neat. And a 
few dance companies can afford to hire an orchestra anymore. Right. I mean, almost none can. That's why I say this so must be very special for it's them. It's rare. Right. It is. It is special for us, too. Uh, but because they're on our regular subscription series, the orchestra is more or less covered. Now we just have to f figure out a way to get everybody on stage, and in this case, it's going to be over 200 people all performing at the at same time. At one time? time? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about the logistics. Um, yeah, you're going to have to share the stage it, with the answers. It's tricky. Actually, we've had sure. to build scaffolding over the orchestra and put so move vertically and put the chorus, because, of course, it's a large chorus, large orchestra, soloist, then plus the dance company, plus the children's chorus, the Cleveland Orchestra Children's Chorus. And this will all be at E.J. Thomas. All at E.J. Thomas Hall. Chris, it sounds yeah. like there's going to be so many people on stage that maybe we could sneak in and not be noticed. Just kind of like sneak in behind the yeah. curtains. What is in your hand? We're well, a tuxedo. <gasps> we have tickets, so we, we can go Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I'm you talking wanna... about sneaking on stage. Oh, on stage, okay. With well, 200 yeah. people, no one. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they won't mind. Who's gonna notice? <laughs> we bring, bring your ukuleles. I will. Yeah, ukulele solo. Okay. Well, we will scare people out of E.J. Thomas. Yeah, we won't distract ukulele. them too much. We'll try not to trip too many dancers or, um, you know, knock instruments out of people's hands or anything like that. But, you know, just to be there, to be on stage. Once in a lifetime, Chris. That, that would be, yeah, that would be quite a uh, quite a thrill. I've oh, never been on that stage we'll find before. A way. So. I don't want to watch it. I want to live it. <laughs> right, you want to live exactly. it. Okay. That's that's what we do at the symphony. We'll find a way. <laughs> no, we'll people can experience in. it, obviously, enjoy it from their seats, and, and you do experience and, and live through performances like that. They're, right. They're usually top-notch, and, and you get a lot out of them when you go. And, and so, so Chris has a kind of a unique resume, I would say. He's... He's, uh, you know, he he's the head of here of of well, you're the maestro. Would, would you mm -hmm. say conductor? Is that conductor is that, and music director? Conductor is, music is director. What I say it it really is three separate components though. The conductor means I'm the principal director of the musicians. You know, a performer on stage conducting them. Music director means I'm in charge of the artistic activities of of the orchestra. And then there's a third component which is more and more important, which is kind of what we're talking about, why I'm here today, which is to be a leader in the community and to think about ways that we can intersect with the community, to represent the community on our stage, education, um, all that sort of thing. L letting Liz on stage to dance. Yeah, we'll, fi we'll find a way. <laughs> you know, it's just it's kind of a dream. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Did you, Don't did, worry. I'm curious. Did you have musical education? Did you play an instrument growing up? Not a whole lot. I did yeah. uh, play the viola in, I think it was, fourth, ah. fourth grade. I, I was so anxious to play an instrument that they said, well, you can play more, um, you have more selection through the school's program in fifth grade. But if you want to start now with orchestra or something to that effect, you have certain instruments you can choose from. So I jumped on it and I played the viola, and it was one of those things where the uh, teacher, I remember, said that I had a great ear and I could play anything back, oh. but learning oh. to read the music was really difficult for me, and I, um, I don't know, I kind of... Moved on to other things. Yeah, but... Eventually? Yeah, but I, I, you know, I wish I stuck with it. I wish I got through the hard part of learning to read the music and stuck with it, and Chris and Ryan have promised me um, ukulele lessons. Yet to happen, by the way. Yeah, well, um, there, there's time. There's always time. And, and actually, um, we were talking earlier about uh, an opportunity for ukulele that we have for you. So we'll, we'll discuss that oh, yeah. off, off air. Yes. Um, so, so Chris, your, your job involves a lot of travel. This is what I was getting at a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're a busy guy, and, and you actually work in other cities and in Akron. Uh, tell us about that. Well, I currently have another orchestra in Boston, which is kind of fun because that's my hometown and I haven't had a regular thing in Boston since I was in school so great music yeah, city it's awesome oh city my gosh so many ways so much going on yeah yeah 
So <clears throat> that orchestra is mostly active in the summertime, which intersects well with our schedule. We do have a summer season here in Akron, a wonderful season sponsored by the city of Akron in the parks and at Lock 3 on July 4th. But for the most part, I'm in Boston during the summers. And there are free outdoor concerts that we do on the Charles River. And uh, some, some of the ideas that are going on in Boston are things we've done here and vice versa. It's kind of nice to be able to play ideas back and forth. And, um, and then I also travel and guest conduct. And I also have two children who are now grown and living in California. So. Do you play, when you've mentioned that you play in the parks, um, Glendale, is that one of the... Yes, Glendale Cemetery. Isn't that a magical yes. spot? It's great. Yes. We do outdoor movies there, which was inspired by the, the Groundworks uh, performances there. Yeah. You know, we we yeah. wanted to keep that as a, or, or have the spirit of that as a, as a public space and... Yeah, I, yeah, do you use the same our, space? Uh huh. Right the, the, the Great yeah. Meadow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the amazing. The Great Meadow. It we, just sounds magical. We had we had 450 <laughs> people to our movie last year at the ET so last cool. fall, and we did like a whole season, a whole summer season of outdoor movies. But yeah, it's so much fun, and that that's a that's a special place. And when you here say we, who did that? Uh, we're called Free Akron Outdoor Movies. Me, Karen Starr, John Bryson, Rich Hoselton, and now Benjamin Rexford, part of the committee. So it's it's mostly Karen and I started the discussion a handful of years ago. And we, we would do one movie a year, and then last year we actually got a grant to do a whole season of movies. So um, I went and saw Pee Wee in front of the library. Yeah, you were there. Right? Pee Wee's okay. great oh, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We and, and we we sh we've shown the Neverending Story, Princess Bride, um, the Goonies. Uh, we yeah, all the we're, we're we're resurrecting these classics from the '80s. So you know, I grew up people on my stuff. age can bring their kids. That's awesome. Um, Speaking of classic movies, in the program for. Carmina Burana, I see on the waterfront. Yes, we're doing the, the full Leonard Bernstein score that he created an or orchestral suite out of. That's one of my favorite movies from. It's an awesome movie, isn't it? From they've just my, come out with a clean new print generation. Of it. Yeah. Marlon Brando. You see, they've just yes. re-released re it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I say that again. They re-released uh, it. They just re-released the film okay. in a new print. Really? Yeah. Is that going to be limited showing around the country? Uh huh. Independent theaters, maybe. Maybe we can. Maybe we can get the nightlight to have it. You this, should this summer, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could. Yeah. It was the only film score that Leonard Bernstein wrote, and um, he was actually very unhappy with the way they cut it up. But that's what they always do, and he just wasn't used to it. And so, on the heels of that experience, he said, "I'm going to take all the best music and organize a suite out of it." And this is incredibly powerful music in a way akin to Carmina Burana, which is to say it's very rhythmic, the percussion are center stage, it's, uh, it, it's galvanizing solar plexus, kind of shake your bones kind of music, and it's written for almost exactly the same orchestra, by which I mean the instrumentation is almost exactly the same as Carmina Burana. I love how you just described that music, by the way. Mm -hmm. Galvanizing. It right. Is. And, and those who haven't been to an orchestra concert is it's a, such a great experience. It really is. It's it's moving. It's it's nothing like hearing a rock band or it's nothing like listening to a recording. And it's something we definitely recommend you go do. For oh, one thing, absolutely. it's so complex. There's so much going on. You know, we'll have what will be probably 90 musicians on stage all performing at once, each one with a different role. Right. And and if people haven't seen that live. It's, it's really something to behold. Now, because for Carmina Burana, the dancers will all, will all be close to the audience, and we have to move upstage. We have to move toward the back wall for Carmina Burana. 
for on the waterfront, we're all the way downstage on the dance floor. Sure. So we'll be much closer to people, and then you you'll see our stage crew strike the whole thing and push it all the way back and wow. clear out for for Carmina Burana, which will be fully staged and lit and costumed and the whole thing. It's, it's quite an undertaking. So um, being a conductor for orchestras, um, do, you, do you get tired of classical music? Do you go home and listen to like I don't. punk rock? Well, my taste is... Do you balance it out, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell in part from my programming that, we, that my taste runs pretty broadly and we, we do a lot of different kinds of things. And, you know, we've approached the Black Keys to work with us uh, every year now for the last four or five years. We're going to get it done. Yeah, uh, come on, Black Keys, get with the program. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing out, guys. Because we know they that listen, That would be very right? cool. You know, I saw the concert when the Black Keys and Devo and Chrissy Hind all performed together on the stage of the Civic. Right. Um, probably five years ago now. Right. Uh, but how cool would it be if, if one of those big names came back into town and, and collaborated with the symphony and the orchestra, how beautiful. I think the fusion of music is just as cool as the fusion of food. I mean, come on. Um, right. There's, this is not an, a new concept, but the sort of detail and the finite, you know, the, the practice and all that it takes to put something like symphonic music or, or orchestral music together combined with something that seems, and now there's a lot of that going on with the other type of music too, call it rock and roll or what have you, but it seems much more sort of, um, you know, wild and loose in a sense. So, but to combine those, the contrast, I think, can make for something really incredible. Well, and, and classical music is versatile more than people right. give it credit for. I mean, you can pretty much take a musician, a musician of any genre and put him in front of the symphony and they would sound really good. This is why symphonies are still here. Sure, you know, people sure. wonder if it's an antiquated art form. And of course, it's expensive. You're hiring 90 musicians when you could hire just four. But the reality is about half the films still come out with orchestral scores and almost all the blockbusters do. And the reason is because, number one, what you said, it's versatile. You can add electric guitar to strings. How beautiful is that? It's right. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Jazz piano with an orchestra, it's beautiful. You know, Rhapsody in Blue, Gershwin uh, showed us that. But so, it, so orchestras are wonderful collaborators. But in the end, I think it's really about that uh, idea of all these sounds coming together. It's the, the unity out of that diverse uh, components of sound that give it that epic quality. And that's why, you know, recent Star Wars, you know, did, did they go some other direction than John Williams? No, they did nope. not. <laughs> and it it'll, still works. And it, it yeah. still works, and it, it probably always will work. And it's also why orchestral music is popular in China and Japan and these cultures that have none of this in their ancient history are are loving orchestral music. It, it's timeless. I mean, I, I can actually, um, you know, it, it, to me, it's like it's like a it's a connection to hundreds of years ago, maybe even more. You know, depending on what piece you're listening to, because you're listening to the same arrangement, same instruments. You know, you're seeing that that vision of that person from a totally different time, but it's it's it it, it doesn't you know it doesn't really date itself. I mean, it, it's electric guitars date themselves. Synthesizers in the '80s dated themselves, but you know, a violin, um, yeah, you know, a cello, yeah. a, a drum, you know, those those things will always be relevant. I think, and so it's it's. I, it's just awesome, you know. I, it's partly we're we're so blessed because literature literature itself is great. You know, it's like Renaissance art. You know, why do we still build built temples with those kinds of pillars and that look, 
it just it's influential because it was so great yeah it just uh, resonates it resonates with history and the history of man um, classical architecture classical music it, it elevates the mind it elevates the spirit even today and that's an incredible thing um, I remember going to the ballet in Cleveland as a child with my mom and seeing uh, Swan Lake and the Nutcracker and things like that but Half of the experience was always walking down to look over and see the look over the edge and see the orchestra pit, and watch them, you know, warm up or what have listen to the warming up of the music and watch them do that. And I was just as enamored with that part of the experience. And you're listening to it as you're watching the show throughout, and it's just incredible. You're you're clapping at the end just as much for the orchestra as you are for the the ballerinas. It's very powerful to me. Well, and, and I think that, um, and you've probably seen this, Chris, there's a bit of a renaissance culturally in Akron. You know, I've lived Definitely. in Akron my whole life, yeah. and I've seen over the past five years such a surge in interest in the creative arts, in um, even nightlife, even in restaurants. And, and so th this is, I think, the Akron Symphony, along with other of our anchor institutions in town can really capitalize on this and, and probably develop a whole new generation of musicians and people who appreciate this type of music and, and you know, and I'm sure that's you're seeing that as well, I, I would imagine, and, and it's probably pretty exciting. We are. It's very exciting, and it's affecting our programming. You know, as, as we learn about new acts or, um, or young organizations, we find a way to get them involved. and. If you look at our next season, for example, every single week is a collaboration with some Akron-based organization or local artists, <clears throat> a lot of them children. So Yeepaw, Youth Excellence Performance Arts right. Workshop. Great, we're, great organization. They're a great organization, yeah. and we're uh, commissioning a collection of spirituals that they will perform with the orchestra. Um, we're doing a wonderful thing with Cuyahoga Valley National Park on the occasion of the 100th anniversary of the park. Um, we've done a lot in terms it, of theater. Is that going to be like an outdoor performance? It, no, it'll be, it'll be at EJ, mm -hmm. but we're working with the Conservancy there and the Photographic Society, so children will take pictures of the park and then we will choreograph those images in a giant three-screen panel to music, so they'll see their own oh, images wow. up there dancing around to music and um, and then we'll we'll do a series of national parks from around the country that we're showing that night um, we've worked a lot with Firestone High School Akron School for the Arts um, Miller South we're working with the Bhutanese refugee community now uh, that's something we haven't talked about but the diversity sure. in Akron yeah. which has grown over this last decade it, it's enormously. Amazing. Yeah, and I, yeah. I actually, um, you know, I run a website called The Acronist, and, um, <coughs> excuse do you like me. My, do you like my shirt, Yeah, she, she's advertising for us today. And, and we, we uh, do a lot of articles and coverage about the refugee community. Actually, right before I came here, I finished watching a documentary that we're producing about the North High School soccer team. Um, it's really good. And I can't wait to start showing it publicly this summer. And it's and I live in North Hill too. I moved there about a year ago. It's 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 adding such a a different tone to our city. But and we're yet to really explore Bhutanese, Nepali music, art. There are projects underway to bring that out a little more. But um, we there's a whole world of of culture we're, we're yet to even see here in Akron. I think right. And um, in the Nepali community there in North Hill, it's amazing. They all sing. 
they all dance. Mm-hmm. They they can all uh, play something, and so that's kind of a, a little pool there of of cultural intensity that we want to take advantage of. So we're going to uh, orchestrate a song and have a dance and so forth and get I them on our that. stage. That, that's excellent. I love I that you're wait. doing that. Yeah. That was my favorite part of Better Block in North Akron was watching the children perform and dance and, and that very authentic Nepalese. And there were other cultures involved too, but the dancing and the music that took place where all those, do you know what I'm talking about? All the little mm-hmm. hay bales were oh, set yeah. up oh, yeah. and the costumes and the music and the dancing. That was my favorite part of that day. Well, you'll see more of that this summer because they're... Um, well, I know. I know. There's going to be an international market. Actually, it starts this week in North Hill, uh, North Main Street, and they're going to bring back some of those performers and some of those, uh, you know, musicians. Um, is that a regular thing? Or is yeah. That a- well, last last summer it was called Thursday Night on the Block. So every Thursday uh-huh. night there was an open mic. There were performances. So I'm hoping, you know, I don't want to speak too soon before talking to some of the leaders out there, but I, I think we're going to have a number of these Thursday night events again um, to, to kind of celebrate that diversity uh, in that neighborhood. So I love it. Akron so, doesn't quit. No. There's it, like it, just it, great things popping up every time I, I turn around. So Chris, are you a musician? I, yes. I, I imagine you are. What, yeah. What's your what's your specialty? I play the oboe oh, and interesting. the piano. I'm I'm a I'm a woodwind player what myself, saxophone. Oh, awesome. I play clarinet, flute. That's what I that's that's my main instrument I grew up playing was saxophone. Um, this is Chris. You play in school band. By the way, yeah. I oh, realize yeah. I realize your name is Chris orchestra. also, but this is our Chris actually um, letting you know that he's ready to fill in at ready. any time. Absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is his pre-application, really. And, and when I was a kid, <laughs> I wanted to play saxophone so badly. And my, my parents gave me a clarinet that my aunt had, and I felt so nerdy. And the band director said, play clarinet, and you'll be able to play any other right. woodwind. And it, I, right. I played clarinet for two years. And then when my dad finally bought me a saxophone, I challenged nine different people and became first chair in like a week. Wow. <laughs> as soon as I got a sax, because the clarinet is much harder to play. You know, at least my experience, I found it much more difficult to play. So I was able to kind of pick up sax pretty easily. And so are you still playing a, a little bit? There are groups not, in town, not for, as much as I should. For lapsed be. adults, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lapsed adults. That's mm-hmm. a good way of describing it. You know, life gets in the way when you're not doing it professionally. And it um, you know, I played in a number of different bands over the years, and it's still play, but it's mostly sax and other things. You know, with with the group I play in, it's I'm it's one of many different voices I kind of have within my role. But um, so oboe, that's that's mm-hmm. that's a real uh, that is a, a very. No, I played it soothing. seriously, and then, you know, like you, life got in the way. I, I started conducting, and and that is a uh, what I do now is so time consuming. There there almost are not hours when I'm not working. I'm almost always working, and I could have kept the oboe going, but it would have meant doing something less on this end. So I I don't play that much anymore. Oh, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, you could probably. You could probably work your way into. We have a terrific oboists here in town. Yeah, we're we're in good hands. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, so, um, how does one set about to be a conductor? Did you study? I, I take it you studied music in, uh, in right. college. Right. First thing is to be a musician, certainly. And I think um, every conductor probably has a somewhat different pathway. I had the opportunity to conduct in college, which is unusual to get in a really good group to get that experience so young. Most people will go to school, study, train, try to get an assistant position somewhere. I kind of did it the other way around, where I had two years of intensive experience with a college orchestra, undergraduate orchestra, before I had a single lesson. But that actually, I think, was a 
good a good way to start. Once I started to understand what my teacher was getting at, I could relate it to how that felt, to what the experience was. Then I went to Germany for a year and studied, uh, learned German, worked in the opera house, um, that kind of thing, and then came back and uh, went to music school, got a master's degree, and then various jobs all over the country. That's excellent. And I know and now, that to have that experience and that education, you know, to have that here in Akron, like, thank you for doing what you're doing here specifically, because you could obviously probably have done this in, in any number of cities around the country or the world. Northeast Ohio is amazing, as you know, but, you know, musically, particularly with the fact that the Cleveland Orchestra is just up the road, it's a mecca. People go to Cleveland Institute of Music from all over the world, and we have Oberlin, and we have all the other great schools, including several University of Akron graduates who have successfully competed to get into the Akron Symphony. That's a very difficult thing to get into the Akron Symphony, as you can imagine. Um, but the music school here is also providing us with, with uh, successful candidates. And there, there are some great uh, musicians here in Akron, and I'm, no, I'm noticing among a lot of the young jazz players, a lot of them are classically trained. Yeah. So they're, they can cross over. Like, you know, even some versa. of the saxophonists, <laughs> trumpet players, what, what have you. So it's, yeah. it's really... And more and more uh, of the classical players sure, learn to improvise, sure. and the music schools are encouraging that. And it just creates wonderful versatility in our orchestra. So, so I, I think we're about out of time here, um, Chris, but thank you so much for joining us. How can people get tickets for um, the performance this weekend? Well, they can go on our website at atkinsymphony.org or they can call the E.J. Thomas box office. So, so this is a unique chance to see the symphony, see dancers from a number of different uh, programs, and this will be uh, a, a one-of-a-kind event that you see, definitely don't want to miss. See, Chris crashing yes, the performance on yes. stage. Cool. Shh, don't, don't tell Chris. Yo, dress either is black it crashing or red? if you tell everybody first? <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I have to quit doing it. that. Yeah. It's one night only, though. It's one night only. Saturday. Saturday night. This eight, eight o'clock in the lecture at 7. David and I will speak about our work. And just seven. throwing this out there, Akron, in case you didn't you know, already know or have it on your calendars this weekend, Mother's Day. So maybe this would be a really beautiful thing to take your mother to um, or your mother-in-law. You know, Think about that. Even if you're a mother yourself and you're listening and you would like your family to take you, I think that would be a really special event to go to the night before Mother's Day. I think you can always celebrate kind of over the weekend or the whole weekend or, you know, not just focus on Sunday. We're celebrating on Saturday and my family. That's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, sh you should take your mom. I would love to. My little brother uh, in, is in Columbus and we're going down to celebrate taking my mom down to see him. He's a fireman and we're going to go visit him for the first time at the fire hall down there and have dinner in the firehouse with the wow. firemen. They make pizza, I guess, like one Saturday a month in honor of... Um, uh, a firefighter who passed away uh, at one point and was known for making pizza. All the fire halls in Columbus do this really cool thing where they all make pizza a particular Saturday of the month, from what I understand, and we're going down to have that. And that way my mom can go hang out with my brother and his element because he just became a firefighter a few months ago. So that's new for our family to go see what he's doing. What a great story. But otherwise, I would love to be there. But that's the plan, Stan. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. I'm sorry I'm going to miss it because I, I would love to be. Yeah, well, you know. You in know, the audience, not on the stage. You're, I was kidding. You're, <laughs> a, uh, you're a patron of a lot of organizations, and I'm sure you've been to the symphony before, and you will be there again. I know, but this seems very special. So I will make it a point to get to something uh, coming up, but this is something special. The music combined with the dance, and 
um, the fact that it's one night only and everything. I hope other other people out there who are listening um, get to go. It's selling really, really well. So we're, there, we're happy about is that. Is it selling fast people to get their tickets? quickly. Okay. And we will that's stay in touch and figure out the next opportunity. That's a great you. thing. I'm so happy to hear that. And, and you can come and, to summer concerts. And hopefully uh, we can have you back on again someday. To. Yeah, yeah. You, very, uh, We really enjoyed having you, Chris. Um, maestro Christopher Wilkins, who's world-class conductor. I mean, this guy's been literally all over the world, and he decides to, to you know, to work in Akron, which is which is a real blessing for all of us here. Thank uh, you for having me, Chris. AkronSymphony.org mm-hmm. uh, to get your tickets. Um, there are still some available, but they're going fast, so act quickly. And um, I think Liz and I might be back on to do some events a little later. So yeah, we'll talk events maybe in a or maybe while. not. If not, this is the end of the podcast. But we're focusing on this event right now, everybody. Right. That's this, right. sa- this Saturday night, go see Carmina Barana. Carmina Barana. EJ Thomas. Thanks, Chris. Thank, Thank you. you both. That was a great interview, and and Chris is uh, you know really interesting guy, and and definitely go check out uh, the symphony this Saturday at eight o'clock. So let's let's get into some events, Liz. Okay, you want to go first? Okay, sure. Um, tomorrow, May third, Akron Breakfast Club. Um, it's at the Bit Factory, and it features um, Anul Vias, who you know pretty well. He's a fan of the podcast. I and love that guy. Yeah, we'll give him another shout-out. Anul, what's up, dude? You are a very cool guy, and thank you for listening. And check him out at the Bit Factory. It's, it's actually tomorrow morning at the Front Porch. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's a Front Porch Cafe. He's going to talk about the Bit Factory. Um, so it's you know teaching, um, you know learning about... The, the start, Startup Accelerator and how it focuses on internet technology. And it's the Bit Factory is a really cool place. It's in the global, you said global business. Focuses. I'm sorry. But you Did said I? <laughs> no. Focuses. I made it much worse. Oh, man. We're going to have to put Ignore a, me. Ignore me right now. We're focuses. We're going to have focuses. to put a, a yeah, and not suitable for work tag on this. Um, <laughs> Thursday, May 5th is Slide Jam. Uh, the topic is snack, and that's at the Akron Art Museum. Slide Jam is a really cool program. Um, it's, you know, quick, uh, fun talks. We're going to hear from chefs, foodies. It's, it's all food-related. And a good friend of mine, Abby Turner from the Lucky Penny Farm, will be there. Shane Wynn, Chef Jamie Simpson from the Culinary Vegetable Institute, uh, Ben Biebenroth from Spice Acres. So let's see, what else have we got here? Um, oh, this Friday is Pachacucha, which is Pachacucha. also known as Pachacucha, but I'm, I was told that, that that's pronunciation is Pachacucha. Um, and that is also another uh, event where it's going to be fast-paced, creative people speaking about um, kind of the interesting things they do. And I think that is, oh, May 7th. Access uh, Race to a New Start 5K. That's this Saturday at 8 a.m. And that takes place at um, Ridgewood Road, uh, Copley High School on Ridgewood Road. Um, that's a 5K run for uh, Access, which is a, a shelter for women and girls, a homeless shelter. May, also May 7th, Countryside Farmer's Market at Howe Meadow opening day. And that's at 9 a.m. to noon at Countryside Conservancy. And I don't have this on my... Facebook events, but there's also a a goat derby going on what? at Wolf Creek Winery what? Uh, Saturday at noon. Nicole Mullet uh, told me about it. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Goats with little vests on and numbers, and you can actually it's you know it's like a fun uh, betting thing where you can you know uh, p- pick a different uh, goat and then you know 
and I don't know, I, I'm not sure, it's probably not money exchange, but it's going to be kind of cool, Go- Goat Derby at Wolf Creek Winery. So what, what have you got, Liz? Well, Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. So the zoo, how cool is this, is uh, offering all mothers and grandmothers uh, at an admission rate of 50% off. Uh, that's going to be on Mother's Day, which is May 8th. And just to make sure everybody in town remembers mom, make sure you, you know, either take her to something nice like the zoo or just plan, you know, a gift or a breakfast or dinner. It's from the Land of Plenty Mother's Day plant sale and fundraiser. Uh, It starts actually May 5th so that you can go and get the plants ahead of time and plan for Mother's Day. And it runs through uh, May 8th, Mother's Day itself. So that is a... uh, 339 West Market Street, the Land of Plenty uh, store behind Stagecoach, if everybody's familiar with that area. and it's, Giant mural on the side of the yep. building, which is awesome. And it's also a, a fundraising project for the Akron Street Art Project. So it's a good thing to support. And I, I went and got flowers from this last year, hanging baskets and, and so forth for my mom. And she's got really good quality stuff. And then she's got all that other neat stuff she has uh, right there at Land of Plenty. Coming up in June, I want to give everybody a heads up. There's a couple things to look forward to, so just to start planning ahead because it'll be here before we know it. Uh, The Akron Farm and Flea Market is going to be the second Sunday in June, and we're really looking forward to having that here in the Historic District. Countryside Conservancy and Crafty Mart have put together a really great uh, group of vendors. There's going to be some food trucks as well. We're really trying to do it up this year, have live music, and get everybody to come downtown on the weekend and experience uh, a public market downtown that is surely going to turn into uh, more and more as, as... Time goes on, there's lots of uh, demand and things like that for a public market downtown. So this is a great way to start experiencing one on the weekends during the day. On June 25th, the Akron Ale Fest is gonna take place over at the Trolley Barn. Uh, That is going to have food trucks, uh, it's going to have food vendors, it's going to have lots of local craft beers, obviously. Uh, And that's going to be on Saturday, June 25th at 1 p.m. Uh, If you don't know where the Trolley Barn is, the address is 42 North Main Street, but there is an event page for the Akron Ale Fest, Fest, as well as for the Akron Farm and Flea Market. Uh, Urban Eats' new menu just came out today, so that's out now this week. Uh, If you want to come check out what's going on in the cafe or just get online, and uh, there's obviously uh, the concert series starting up at Lock 3, and a really cool one every year is coming up May 21st. It's the Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd Tribute uh, concert. It's always, like, super quality, high-quality Pink Floyd cover music, like some of the best you'll find. So I know that's a big, big deal. A lot of people look forward to that. So it's mark, very popular. Mark your calendars for May 21st. It is popular. That's me. All right. And, and Liz... Um, I wish you safe travels. Oh, I will definitely you. miss oh, you over yeah. the next few weeks um, going to France with the lovely Lauren Ward, right? Is I, that is that I public am. knowledge? Am I allowed to tell people? You're no, that's like, fine. Yeah, it's going to be a, a girl's a, excursion. Liz and Lauren take Paris <laughs> is what's about to happen. Someone, someone needs to get a camera. Oh, boy. Ma- maybe Jason and I can do like bachelor stuff while you're gone do it i don't <laughs> I, you know ever people have been saying oh we'll keep him busy we'll keep him out of trouble his parents are like don't worry we have lots of landscaping for him to do <laughs> i'm like what i want him to relax and have fun i don't want him to be overworked while i'm gone he's already covering for me so i want him to have fun do take him out and have a good time okay, like take him to a rubber ducks game yeah that's another one guys rubber ducks yes. are in effect get some tickets great play yeah get- gr- great great games to go to don't go to Cleveland. Go here. <laughs> go to Paris. 
You go to Paris, <laughs> yes. Well, we'll have a safe travel, and, and we will see you in a few weeks. I and, will miss you guys. And we will miss you too, definitely. So, okay, well, um, I think that's all for us tonight, and keep it an Akron, Akron Day. day.